yesterday's daf is daf some test today's daf ayin. We're gonna do perfect timing. Okay, so uh, we're gonna do a review of yesterday's daf. Get to today's. We have a mind. This learning should be as close for for Shleima, for Michal Aviv, Bas Yudas, and for Amy Bastvora, and for Adas Basranya. And for uh, Moshe ben Chefza, and Moshe um, <coughs> <coughs> whoever else. Okay. All right. And with that, let's get started on the review. Um, so yesterday we saw a number of questions. It's interesting, different gersos, whether it was Rob is asking the questions, or Rabba, or mixture. But uh, we start off, let's say, with the gears of our Gemara's Rava is the first question. <coughs> is it possible to have a She'ila on a Hakama? So in other words, basically, the husband hears the vow. He says, I like that vow. Fine, stick to it. Good. Maybe you'll lose the weight, whatever it was. Yeah, okay, he's fine with it. And, she, and, uh, and then, yeah, for whatever reason, <laughs> he says, you know, I thought it was a terrible idea that it was make him that nether. Can he be shawl on it? That was the question. So, is there a shayla on the community? He goes to the rabbis, uh, three rabbis, and he says that, that which I had said, I, I regret, I, 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 I didn't, you know, had, I didn't realize what I was saying, and, um, and therefore I want to take it back. Can it be done or not? So, that's the first question. Um, basically, the idea is, is that that hakam is kind of like a nether in its own right, similar to a nether, and therefore it's removable by going to a peasant of three. Like you could be shawl on your own nether, you could be shawl on hakam. That's the idea. So um, that's question number one. Then we said, let's assume that you could, that you could be shawl on hakam. Do we say that you could also be shawl on that far as well? Meaning, let's say he said, um, this vow I'm canceling. And then he thought about it and he said, you know what, I'd rather her learn her lesson. She should keep the vow, whatever it is. And I go to the best of three and ask him to wipe off that. That's the question number two, the follow-up question. And uh, we brought a raya, the Rabbi Yochan, he uh, said it quite emphatically that, yes, there is Sheila Behekam. No, there is no Sheila Behefer. Now, the reason why, really, according to logic, it would anyway be obvious that you should not be able to uh, have a Sha'ela on a Hafara, but uh, because it's not the type of, it's not like a vow. Um, only a vow is something that you could be Sha'ala on. That being said, uh, the reason why we're asking the question is because if, if for, if for, if for the, being that the Akama and the Sha'ala are connected to each other, they learned one from another, they're attached to each other, so we thought that it maybe on that basis alone, if you could be made for it, it's a hackish itself, would say that if you could be made for on that comma, you could be made for, if you show on that comma, you could be shown on that far as well. That was the suffix, and on that he's saying, no, we don't apply the hackish that far. Okay, so that's the story with, Rav, uh, with, with that question and the answer. Next question, Rabbi asked the question person made a statement, kim lechi, kim lechi, which basically means, he said to his wife, I'm establishing the vow, and then made a second statement that I'm establishing the vow. Now, um, obviously, the second statement is meaningless. Once you already established the vow, it's established. There's, not, there's, no, there's a zero 
effect of that second statement. However, what if he was Shoal on the first Takama? Does that now make room, and now there's still another Akama that takes its place, and it has to be Shoal on the second Akama? That's the subject and, uh, that the Gemara, that Rabbah asks. Um, so we brought a Raya. Rabbah says that if he, that if, when a person makes two Shvuas on the same thing, he says if you're Nishal on the first Shvuah, so then the second Shvuah takes over. Um, it re- found room for, uh, for space, so to speak, that it can now take, a, take effect. Okay? So my Chavrusa reminded me of a cute vart I share with you on a set over from the Kotzgar. We sing Kriyashma. These words that I compare, com- command you today should be on your heart. So the words are wrong. Why should it be on your heart? heart. It should be in your heart. What do you mean on your heart? So he says, the answer is that a lot of times people's heart are closed. So you don't have any way to get in. But you hang out on top, and then when the heart gets open, it'll be able to fall in. (laughs) So so that's why you have to have the words of Torah always on, you know, constantly with you, that when, when your emotions are able to open up, so then it'll fall in. And that's the same exact idea that's happening with the vow. The second statement has no place to, to, take, to take effect because it's already tafus, it's already taken. But once you remove the first one, now there's space there so it could drop in. Okay, similar, similar concept. Okay. All right. Anyway, so that brings us to the third question. That was question number two. Question number three. Rabbi has a question. What if he says, okay, kim lechi umufer lechi, Okay, this is a little complicated question. Why would a person say this? It's a very good question. Why is he doing this? Okay. But he says, Kim um, and he speaks out very clearly, that Hakama should only be acceptable if the far is also going to be there. So what's the deal? What what does this mean? What's the what, what is the, what's the story? Okay, now um, is it a, is it hakama? Is it afara? <coughs> is it both? How can it be both? If you're making the nether, they're contradictory, right? If you're makayim the nether, so then you're not made for the nether. But you're saying that it shouldn't be a hakama unless the afara is also there. Well, if the afara is there, so then, um, so then, 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 then it's not a hakama. So wh- which is it? So that we have two ways of looking at it. Is it way number one? Is is that is that is that the hafara, for, for sure you're not going to be locked. We're assuming that you're not locked into this vow because after all, you are saying that there should not be a hakama unless there could be hafara. So that means, that means I'm conditioning, I'm adding a condition to this hakama that it's only going to exist if the hafara exists as well. Well, the problem is that they're contradictory. So anyway, the point is, I guess there's two ways to look at it. Do we say that it just basically is a canceling out of each other, and then we were back to ground zero, and we don't have either Akama or Afara? Or do we say that, there, that, that, that basically in the bottom line is, is that he means to make Afara over here, and therefore it should have a status of Afara? And in the end, the, the, that, he's not, that, that there's nothing. That's the thing. I guess we don't assume that, it's, that actually, once you're stuck on Akama, then, then, then it's locked in as Akama, because you really can added a condition on that Akama that it can't be. So it's either a zero or it's a hafara. That's the two sides. Anyway, so we brought a raya from the Machlokas Rabbeir and Rabbi Yossi. 
Again, double statement. Man makes a statement. Harezu tumuras olo tumuras shlamim. Now, obviously, a, an animal cannot be both a tumor of an ola and a shlamim. It's one or the other. And he said both. Okay. Now, we didn't say tumuras ola vishlamim. He said tumuras ola tumuras shlamim. So, what, what does this mean? So, basically, Rameir says the second line, tumuras shlamim, has no, that doesn't take effect at all because you know, once you said it's tumuras ola, it's over. There's nothing more to talk about. Okay? Uh, Rabbi Yossi says, no, if we ask him, what do you mean? Do you mean that it should be both? If you meant that it should be both, then it will be both. How can it be both, you ask? Okay, good question. Here's how it could be both. Basically, you say that you, you say that this animal now has the status of both. Obviously, it can't be brought as both, so you have to, its value will be split between both. You wait till it gets a blemish, because it can't be bringing it as a carbon itself. Once it gets a blemish, so you could sell the animal for the meat value, and then, uh, you know, it's still a kosher animal, it's just a blemish, okay? Now, talking about where it's a trefo, and it has value. With the money, you can split the money between a, a, a carbonola and a carbonola that you'll have to buy now, okay? So that's the, that's the concept, okay? Um, if that was his intent from the outset. Um, and the idea is, because he can't say both things at the same time. So we ask him, did you mean to change your mind? Well, once you said it, it's too late. But if you didn't mean to change your mind, you wanted to say both at the same time, you just only have one mouth, so then it will be both. Now, that machlokas is only because Rameir said, because all he said was, first to Mursal and then to Mursalman. But even Rameir would agree to Rabiosi is that if he says this one shouldn't be there unless the other one's there too, so then, which is what he said over here by us, so then he'll agree that it's both. And it'll be the same halacha as Rabbi Yossi. So which is really what he's saying by us. This hakama shouldn't be here unless the afar is here. So he basically is putting a condition that it should be both hakama and afar at the same time. So therefore, it's, um, it is both. Okay? Um, and, and that's the idea. Okay? So that's basically um, which... So, so what's the, that's the answer. Okay? So it's like Rabbi Yossi says. And even a mayor doesn't disagree with Rabbi Yossi, Which is basically... You know, it's a little complicated because, like, okay, so what does the, that answer mean? Is it afara or is it a zero? <laughs> okay. But basically, we, it, the, the, way we, uh, the way the Ran at least understands it <coughs> is that it does qualify as, as actually afara. Okay, um, and that's the idea. Um, um, it's, it, so we answer the question that when he says it's also mufar, it doesn't mean that it should be mufar after the hakama. It means that it should be simultaneously. Therefore, the afara is is effective. It is an effective afara because it means that it should be effective at the same time as the hakama, and therefore, it's still an effective afara. That's basically the idea, and, it, and the vow is not binding. Okay, and that was the answer to that question. Um, okay, and therefore, Reb Meir would also agree that. Tafara is affected. Okay. And that brought us to a uh, fourth question. Okay. Fourth question is, what if he says explicitly, I want it to be kiem umufar lechi bevasachas? Is that, again, here, it's, do we look at it as they cancel each other out? Or is it tafara? That's the question. So we brought a raya from Rava, which is anything that can never be one after another also can't be in one time at the same time. Example of what Rob is talking about, an interesting case, is a man gives money to two sisters, 
and he gives it to them to accept on you know, behalf of the both of them. And he says, I'm marrying both of you at the same time. And being that a person is not allowed, not able to be married to both sisters at the same time. So if, since he can't be married to, to the second one after the first one, so I feel so therefore it's as if he didn't marry any of them. Even though any one of them he could marry, we say none of them happened. So that's exactly what happens, is that when you want the outcome and the far to be effective simultaneously, nothing happens, and it's a zero. And that was the answer to that question. And that is where we left off yesterday, and that was where we'll stop our review. Let's get today's stop. Okay, so we're up to a new question by Rabba. Third to last line on Daf Samach Tezam base. By Rabba, Rabba raises a question. Kim lechi hayom. Okay, Mahu. He says, today your vow is mukuyim. Do we, do we understand what, what he means to say is? Me, I mean, do we say, It's as if he's basically saying that only today is the vow still valid, but tomorrow the vow is not valid. Okay? And that's the understanding of what he's trying to say. Or maybe, He didn't tell her that. He didn't say um, that tomorrow it's not valid. He just said that today it's valid. So that's it. So it's valid. And then it's locked in. So it should be Mekuyim. You understand? Because he didn't speak out what tomorrow will be. So we can't imply that tomorrow is gone. That's not fair, necessarily a true implication. That's the suffix number one. So we're building. If Let's assume. The Gemara is assuming one of the two sides. Look, he didn't say anything. So what if he said, well, that's because he didn't say. You know, we can't assume that he means to say that if it's Mukim today, that he means that it's Mufa tomorrow. So, therefore, it's not Mufa tomorrow. But what if he was more, uh, uh, more explicit? Here he was clearly saying that today is Mukim, tomorrow it's Mufa. Okay? Here he didn't even say that today. Okay, here we're talking about the suffix is like this. He said, tomorrow this vow is mufar. He didn't say, today it's mufar. He just said, tomorrow it's mufar. Okay, he didn't even mention that today it's mekuyim. He just said the, on, the other side, that it's only mufar tomorrow. That's all he says. Mahu, what's the deal? Miami, do we say, well, that makes no sense because you, tomorrow is too late. Remember, the, there's a, the clock ticks. The moment he finds out, he has that day to, 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 to nullify the vow, and otherwise, doesn't become nullified. Okay? It's like your one day opportunity. Okay? Biyom Shemoa, right? That's the beginning of Parshas Matos, describes he has to be the day, the first day, the day that he heard it. Okay? Miyamin el Machar, Lomotzimir, do we say, well, he can't say that it's negated tomorrow. Um, it's too late. The vow is bound already today. That's side A. That's one way to look at it. He didn't say it's Mekim today. He just implied that it's Mekim today. He's saying it's going to be Mufar tomorrow. That means from today meaning from the last chance possibility, I'm going to make this afara, okay? So that's the other way of looking at it, okay? Is it too late? 
tomorrow to be the Afara, and therefore it doesn't work? Or it is Afara, because he means that if it's more for tomorrow, he means that it, as of today, I'll make sure that it's more for tomorrow. That's what he's saying. So, let's assume. Okay, we're taking aside here, even though he said that, since he implied that it's Mukun today, it's like, um, it's like already a vow by tomorrow. So what if he's very clear? It's only, I want it to be Mukun for an hour, okay? Just an hour. Meaning I want you to try out the vow. See how you like it, okay? I don't think you'll last an hour, okay? Now, he's not really, it's not, is that, once you say that, is it too late now? He was Mekayim the Nether forever? Well, me and me, do we say, that it's, it's as good as saying that after an hour it's Mu'atafara, and here it's easier because he, he wants it to be Mufar on a day that he was able to make it Afar. You understand? <coughs> And therefore it's okay, and therefore it's hafara, in an hour. Or maybe, look, here he didn't say it, he just implied it. Okay, so maybe that's not good enough for us. And him to salam it's because he didn't say it, and that's not good enough. We don't assume that's what he meant when he says, that he means that, that it's hafara in an in after or that. So, so Mio, however, Amr la my what if he said it explicitly, Kim Lechilisha, So here he's explicitly saying that I want it to be Mukrim for an hour, and I want it to be Afara after the hour. That's still in his prerogative to say it. Or do we say that, hey, once you say the Akama, it's over. You're locked it in. My, what do we say? Mia do we say Kimin the Kaimukama once you said Akama, even if you only said it for an hour? It's locked in. Or maybe, given the Kulayom Barakama, or Barafar, I have all day to either be Makayim or be Mefer. It's effective. That's the suffix of the Gemara. So we finally got to the final question, final iteration of the question, because we assumed one of the two sides. Basically, we don't assume that an implication has any uh, validity. Um, you know, and uh, basically, um, things that were that 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 are happen after you know tomorrow is not clear enough, but within the hour at least you know you say that it should be clear for one hour, and afara after the hour, and you were explicit about it. Now we have the actual suffix, and we are. This is our final question. So Tashma Kamenir proof. Harini Nizira, woman said, I am a Nizira. Shama Bailin, the husband heard that she said that I'm a Nizira. I'm a Rabbani, and I, I too am a Nizira. Me too, okay? A Nazir. Obviously not a Nazir, a Nazir. Okay? Um, he, he locked it in. Now why should it be that he's too late? Fahamai. Why is that true? Neyma, why can we say? He's saying it about himself. I, all he wants to say is that I want to be a Nazir. To have a Nazir. Maybe her her Naziris, obviously he can't be saying I don't want her Naziris to be effective whatsoever, because if he wants it to be not effective whatsoever, then how can he attach himself to a non-existent Naziris? 
But I'm not, I'm not necessarily implying that I want her naziris to be effective forever. I want it just effective for this one hour so that I can, you know, sort of take on that same status onto myself. And then I'll be made for it in an hour. Okay? So, uh, right? If you want, he has the power. Why is it too late? Teretz is. Why is it too late to do that far at this point? Once you're Mekayim for even a moment, which is by definition when he says, and me, that's exactly what he's doing. He wants it at least to be Mekayim for a moment. It's too late. And that's a raya that it's too late. So the Gemara says, well, not necessarily a conclusive. Once he's saying that, you know, I too should be that, it's as if he's basically instead of certifying it forever. That's not called a partial certification, but he obviously has no problem with it if he's taking it on himself as a, as a, as a, as a Nazir, that he too should be a Nazir. So it's, it's, it's as if he's basically showing, I like this vow, by taking, saying, I also should have that vow. Okay? So that's the idea. So, and it's not, you know, I would imagine it's not only by a Nazir, so it would be exactly the same thing by anything. She's saying, no more cake for me. You know, till the wedding, you know, whatever, marrying off the daughter, something like that. And he's like, me too, right? Even if he didn't say, you know, he, you know, he, he, it's too late. Once he said me too, it's, she can't, uh, he can't be made for a nether anymore because that's showing that he's happy with this, such a nether. That's the idea. Anyway, that's the story. And we remain with this. We're back on our suffix. And of course, as we know in old examples, whenever we have a suffix, nidarim, um, we say this not a good hafara, whatever. We we take a, a stricter stance, and she's locked in because we're not sure. Okay. Which brings us to the new Mishnah. This Mishnah we actually mentioned in the previous daf on the Samchas. What's going on over here? Okay, so this is very interesting. Although it's true that this partnership between the father and the husband are is um, a partnership, but it's not exactly an equal partnership. And that's what this Mishnah is teaching us. Mesav, if the father passes away, lo nisrokna rishos It doesn't pour out, that's what the word nisrokna means, empty out, into the rights of the husband. To have the now the sole rights over, the, over the, his betrothed. Um, however, mesabal, if the husband dies, nisrokna rishos then the, the rishos does transfer over to the father. Okay, it, it pours out to the father, and now the father has the complete rights over his daughter's vows. Basically, as soon as the husband, betrothed husband, dies, the husband, the father now takes over, and he can nullify on behalf of the deceased husband, basically, and the vows will be fully nullified. That's the idea. Okay? In this way, the father's strength is greater than the husband's strength. Okay, this sense. The father is a stronger connection to his daughter when she's a betrothed maiden, meaning age 12 to 12 and a half, as opposed to the uh, husband's rights at this stage, which is weaker in that sense. He doesn't take over for the father. Okay? However, in another facet, the husband has actually a stronger, stronger rights over the, husband, over the father's rights. What is that? Shabal made for the beggar, 
The husband has an ability to do afara while she's a bogeres, which the father does not. Once the girl reaches age 12 and a half, the father loses all of his control over his daughter. He cannot determine her vows, and they're not. But the husband, even if she's a bogeres, his rights do not are not abrogated, basically. He maintains his rights over her, over his betrothal, betrothed wife, to, to determine her vows. Okay? We'll see more about that in the Gemara. Okay? Ad Kandamishna. So my time, first question is, why? Okay? Why is this? Okay, with the question, question we're, we're asking is, um, why is it that the, the rishos of the father doesn't Pour out to the husband. Why did he take over for the father? Because the pasuk says, "Damakra binoreha base avia." What does that mean? While she's in Naira, she's base avia. She's at the father's house. Now that's interesting. It didn't say binoreha. She belongs to the father. It said base avia, which sounds like that even if the father passes, that the 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 house of the father it didn't like leave the house, so to speak. And that's like because of this, this, this nuance of expression. It's like even though the father's not there, she's still the, the house of the father remains, meaning it, it lingers to the father in, uh, even, even, in, even when, after the father passes. That's kind of what we're saying. Okay? So it never transfers back to the husband. Okay? That's the answer to that first question. Now, we said when the husband dies, then the Rishus does go to the, the it goes to the father. Now, where do we know that from, Inelon? So this we actually also quoted earlier, this drasha. Okay, Amarabba Rabba says, the Amarukra, the Pasuk says, If she should be to a man, and she has vows, pre-existing vows. Okay? Double expression. What does Hayo Sihiyah mean? So that teaches us, Makish, Takish, Kodmei Havayashniya, Lekodmei Havayashniya. To compare the prior status to the first husband and the to the prior status of the second husband, which means that if this girl at age twelve was betrothed to one husband before that husband comes along, who has the full power of the vow? The father, right? Only the father. Then she gets betrothed. Now it's joint. Okay. Then. Husband number one dies, the betrothed, right? The chasen dies, and then she get, you know, then after a period of time, he marries her off to a, a second guy. So the if the before of the second is the same as the before of the first. Who has full control of the before of the first? The father. Who has the full control before the second? The father. That's the comparison. Okay, and therefore that means after the first husband dies. His rights go to the father. That's the idea. Makish kod me'avayashniya The father can do it all by himself. Av kod So too, before the second husband, av mefer the the father can do it all by himself. So the Gemara asks, Maybe how do you know that's what it's saying? Maybe that's only if the vow. The, the the husband never never was informed about this vow, so it never came on his table. 
You know what I'm saying? But if he was, he came to his table, okay, even if he died that day, but he came to him, the father has no rights on that. The father can, cannot wipe away that vow. So Gemara says, no, if he I don't need this passage to teach us that. If the husband, if the first husband, the first betrothed, the betrothed, first number one, was never saw the vow, I know that the father has full rights on that. That's me being a real base of Yenafka. I know it already from the other passage of being a real base of Yenafka. What's the double expression of all you see has to be telling me something more that I didn't already know. Obviously, he's talking about where even if the first husband was aware of the vow, but he died before he was Mekayimit, so then the father takes over that right of the husband and he can be Mefer on his behalf. And that's the story. Okay, brings us to the next part of the, the next part of the Mishnah that we're going to study now. In this way, the father's rights is stronger than the husband's rights. But in another way, the husband's is stronger than the father's. Okay, that was with, with regards to the fact that even when she's past age 12 and a half, the husband's rights remain. So, what's the case? That the, that the what type of Bogeres case are we talking about where she is above age 12 and a half, and therefore what happened? Are we talking about where there was a Kiddushin, just the betrothal when she was in Nairo Bagra, and now she hit age 12 and a half. So then, what's going on? Let's see. Misa motia, or bagras motia. You have to read in, put in the words. Misa, when the father dies, motim rishosav, it loses the father. Father's rights are lost. O bagras motim rishosav, and bagras also the father loses his right. So ma misa lo nisrokno rishos labal. If by misa the rishos doesn't go over to the husband, so bagras lo nisrokno rishos labal. So clearly in this case, if she's just betrothed. And she hit age 12 and a half. So that doesn't... Now, what do you want to say? That the husband has the sole rights over her? No way. Just like when the father dies, he doesn't take over the father's rights. So to when she hits 12 and a half, and the father loses his rights, he doesn't take over the father's rights. So that's for sure not going to happen. So what is going on? It was Gidushin as a Bukharis. Meaning the father already doesn't have rights of vows on her, but there's Kedushim vows of, 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 that, that she has when she's a Bulgaris, and that's when he betrothed her. So, that I know that the husband has the rights over there. If you have a Bulgaris who waited 12 months, okay, meaning she was already betrothed, and she waited 12 months, she, um, uh, the husband has the, can be made for an Adarim, solely, by himself. So the Gemara says, "How go for kasha? What are you talking about? It, you don't have a bogeres doesn't need to wait twelve months. We actually got sidetracked here." Amrit habogeres sheshasa shneimas achodesh bebogeres lamali shneimas achodesh. There's no rule of twelve months once she hits twelve and a half. Get married right away. You don't. You know, twelve month getting ready period. Bogeres belamin yom sagila. All you get, all you she's granted is thirty days. So the Gemara says, "Okay, tini bogeres visheshasa soyid beischodesh." Two cases. One, she's a Bukharis, which may or may not, she is entitled to a, a month at least, okay? Um, or, she, or, 
um, just the, the earliest time possible, and she waited 12 months, then the father has the, uh, then the husband has the sole rights of being made for an adar. So what's the, so, so that's the question. So now we're, we're showing um, the question is that we know this already. Why do we need to repeat it, our Mishnah over here, and that Mishnah of Bukharis? We know this idea. So the answer is, either this is the main source, or we wanted to bring out a different dispute over there between Rebbe and the Rabbanon. Okay? Um, that's one possibility. Okay, Rebbe and Rabbanon argue over there, and we wanted to bring out that dispute, and that's why we mentioned it over there. But really, our main... So why do we have to repeat the mission? The answer is, this is the primary place of teaching us this halacha, and we mentioned it over there because we wanted to bring out a machlokas. That's one explanation. Okay? We didn't get there yet, so we didn't see what the machlokas is. Ibai Seim, alternatively, Bulgaris Tafka, that's the main source. Once we already showed where, but we're only mentioning it here as an aside. Once we had to show you that the father has an added right, so he said, oh, by the way, don't think he's the only one with added, with added power, that it also is true by the by the. Uh, by, by the husband, that he has some added benefit, which we're referencing a, a pre-existing Allah, that by a Bukharis he has control, which is not true by the father. That's all. But uh, we're only mentioning it sort of to show the contrast between the father's rights versus the husband's rights. Anyway, that's the story. We'll stop it over here. All right. Welcome back.